welcome to the Dr. Dion Show, where real conversations about diversity matter. I'm an educator and consultant specializing in diversity and inclusion. In this show, I interview top experts and people like you and me, highlighting issues like race, gender, and disability. I'm here to create change, expand your understanding of what diversity means, and to continue the mission toward equality so that everyone has a fair shake. This show is not for the faint of heart, so put on your big girl and big boy pants and ride along. Hello and welcome to the Dr. Dion Show. I'm excited. I am joined by a really genuinely awesome person, man, named Brett Davenport, whom we met, we met via LinkedIn, correct? Yeah. And um, Brett is a best-selling author. He is a leading authority on personal sustainability, goal attainment, and leadership. Welcome, Brett. How are you? Thank you, Dr. D. It's great to be here. I've been well, looking I, forward to this interview since we first chatted. I know, I know. It's it's it was. I, I, I it's a shame we didn't record that first and then this conversation because that was also very fruitful. You're 100 percent correct. Okay, cool. So, continue. Just give our, our listeners uh, a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Who am I? Wow, that's a loaded question, Doc. <laughs> um, well, first first and foremost, I'm a husband, mm. and second, I'm a father. And third, I'm a business coach. I love so that. So I, uh, I work every day very hard uh, to make sure that I accomplish those three things each and every day I wake up. In that particular order? Yeah, I, I would say that uh, absolutely, that order. Yeah, my, my spouse, uh, Joanne, uh, we've, been to, we've been married for 27 years, and she has nice. been in my life. Um, without her and I, we wouldn't have our two awesome boys, Harrison and Connor. So I want to do it in that order. I love that. And you know what? Family, I, I, family's always been first to me. I love that. I really love that. And that's very instructive because people, they forget their marriage when the children come. And yeah. then when the children leave the nest, then it's like, okay, who are you? And that's how it leads to all these, all these issues. So I'm, I'm so, I'm, 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 I'm it, it warms my heart to see that you described your, your, yourself that way and putting your, as a husband first. That, that's awesome. I love that. Thank you. Thank that's you. awesome. Yeah. So then, so, so how would you, Describe yourself in terms of those three those three areas as a husband, as 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 a father, and as a coach. Are there are there are there are there, are there key ingredients that that make who you are that that actually attach to all three of those different identities that you have? Or or well, what let me just take a step back. Sure. You know, I was very fortunate to grow up in Bainbridge, New York, mm -hmm. and that's just small town USA, uh, where you have values and you learn your people skills and. I was very blessed to have my grandparents uh, live long, healthy lives. So I really got to know them until my adult years. Nice. And, uh, boy, you, as the saying goes, that's priceless. Absolutely. And my parents um, were just absolutely uh, terrific role models to me and my brothers and sisters. So I think it all starts there. Absolutely. Now, you know, we all have childhood memories that have challenged us, right? Uh -huh. Never, not all of us me included, have had easy childhood years. Yes. There's always been challenges that uh, have, have made us who we are today. They, uh -huh. they, they brand us that way. Absolutely. So we learn from those lessons. Mm -hmm. And I was taught that by my, my parents, my grandparents, mentors, teachers, coaches. So um, the one skill that I think back to Joanne and I is that we're both great listeners. You know, we listen to each other. Uh, my wife always says when she's asked, boy, how do you and Brett 
you, you seem so happy. You seem like you never argue. You uh -huh. always seem like you're working together. And my wife says in one, a couple words, we're a team. Mm -hmm. So it's not just that we're husband and wife, we're a team. And we value communication back and forth. So I think if we communicate highly and often, we listen, we never keep score. There's no scoreboard in a marriage. No, there's not. Mm -hmm. together. So I think that's who I am as a father, or excuse me, as a husband. Mm -hmm. And as a father, you know, my dream was always to have, uh, to be a dad. Uh -huh. And I really looked forward to that opportunity when, when it would be presented to me. And my two boys, or our two boys, Harrison and Connor, have, uh, have just been and continue to be the type of kids any mom and dad would want. Uh, they're 26 and 24. And both have great careers. They went to college. They were captains. And they continue to be leaders uh, both in a personal and professional way. Mm -hmm. So I, I look forward to chatting with each of them each and every day. Uh, we always talk every day. Nice. Uh, they, they call their mom every day, which makes me so proud. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's who I am as a dad. I was very fortunate that I coached both of my kids in multiple sports since they were four years old. Wow. All the way through high school. That's um, awesome. So I made that a priority, even though I was working, you know, pretty high level jobs. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was never going to get in the way. I, I love that. as a coach, you know, my father was a phys ed teacher and uh, a very <laughs> successful high school. Yes, yes. I used, teach, I used to teach PE, so I, it's, it's always right. in me. You did. <laughs> I remember that. I'm not going to forget it. Yeah. But, but, you know, he, he challenged us. Mm -hmm. And he developed my coaching abilities. Uh, throughout my childhood years. And then I watched him coach high school sports, uh, even after I had left high school. So I learned a lot from him. And then I've had many mentors in the business world mm -hmm. that have helped along the way. So well, coaching is something that I do every day. Uh, whenever I work with my coaching members or I speak at the podium, uh, work in groups, small groups are large. We always talk about personal and professional goals. Mm -hmm. It's not a one-way street. See, if you want to have a balanced life, Dr. D, and I'm talking to the pro right here, uh, you oh, know the first hand. Oh, bless you. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. I enjoyed our conversation. I learned a lot more from you than you learned from me, I'm oh, sure. I think, I think it was mutual. Let's, let's okay, say, we'll make it, we'll, we'll say that. Thank you, Thank you so much. But, but, but personal and professional. I think so often our leaders in the workplace, that might be their biggest error. Mm -hmm. they, they, even though they're wildly successful, and, and they are. I only work with um, winners and successful people. Yes. So they've already made it, mm -hmm. but they core. They want to learn. They want to be coached. Mm -hmm. And they listen and they act. So I think the biggest mistake that I find universally out there with the folks that I work with or coach is A, communication. Uh -huh. right? So often we think we're, we're communicating, but in reality we're just talking. Right? True. Yes. Are we communicating? Is it being spoken and then received in the intent it was delivered? Uh huh. Very, very important. And then secondly, are we really getting to know our number one asset, which is our employees? Are we getting to understand them? Are we, when we do goal setting at whatever period of time it is, obviously at the end of the year is when most people do it because it's, we're turning the page on the calendar. I choose not to do that. I think that's one moment in time. I like smaller, short-term goals. Mm -hmm. So are we teaching and helping our associates with their personal and professional goals? Because if we do that, mm -hmm. if we learn that secret, we're going to get the best production 
we're going to have the happiest employees and where our business is going to soar. I love that. So when you say, when you're talking about the personal and professional, so you are suggesting that the two of them are connected because I'm not, and I, I'm asking that question too, because I find, um, I know for in my own personal life, the minute that I really started showing my real personality and I was bringing my whole self to work as much as possible, things just started to just become more comfortable. I didn't feel like I was kind of caged and I just felt like, okay, I can just be myself. And I, I don't know if that came with age, um, but is that what you're speaking to or what, what, what are you actually getting to specifically? Yeah, I, I think obviously as we, as we grow older and we get more experience in the workplace, I think it does, some of that does come with age, mm -hmm. but I don't really think it's an age related thing primarily. Mm -hmm. I really think it comes from leadership. Yes. I think if leadership provides a platform, mm -hmm. a workplace where people can be themselves, where people aren't afraid to take their, let's say it this way, aren't afraid to utilize their benefits. Yes. Right? Uh-huh, absolutely. Uh, if, if you've got four weeks vacation, why would you not take your four weeks vacation throughout 12 weeks or 12 months of work? Beyond me. <laughs> I'm really, I mean, yes. if, that, if, if taking your vacation, whether that's just to go, if you're a single person, to go hang out with friends, um, to spend time with family, to go do your, your bucket list items, go for it. That's if right. You're, if you're a mom or a dad, just, you know, a couple without kids, same thing applies. If you have children, mm -hmm. my Lord, they deserve to have their mom or dad or both take those benefits and go have a great time. Absolutely. Even if that means you're just going to be at home for a week. Yes. Some of those are the best times. That's definitely. You have to travel across the country. Mm -hmm. But are we taking and utilizing our benefits? And I think as a young person, when I coach young folks, I want to share that with them. Mm -hmm. Not to abuse it. Yes. See, you, you, if you start to abuse it, well, then shame on you. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, if, you, if you're taking advantage of those in a negative way, shame on you because now you've got out of balance. Absolutely. See? Yes. That, that workplace relationship is a two-way street. The employee needs to make sure that they're, they're given their very best when they're at work. Absolutely. When they're suited up or they walk through that door, they got to give their very best. They owe that to their employer. So, so what, how would you or coach, I know you, you coach leaders as well as employees and, 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 and athletes and students. Yes. So um, how would you advise a leader on how to openly um, create, sustain an environment in which people actually want to come to work and, and be their best self and be their best version of themselves and give um, and not take advantage of. So you and I could talk about this for, for <laughs> hours. Yes. But I think I want to give the low hanging fruit that I think most people miss. Mm -hmm. It's a phrase that I've embraced and it's on my second book that I've written. Um, so goes the leader, so goes the team. Mm, love that. Love that. Right? Absolutely. So the best way to do it is not by words. Uh-huh. It's by your actions. Yes. Because your actions always speak louder than words. Definitely. Don't tell people to do things. Show them how it's done. That's right. So, and now, mm -hmm. go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I would just, I would just finish that, that comment up by this. When I work with my leaders, my executives, Guess what? They're as guilty as anybody else about not take, taking the time. Yes. More so. Mm -hmm. So if they're always there, what are they saying to their employees? You better be here. That's right. It's very true. 
So right. you're not, not modeling the behaviors. The behavior is not, not, not actually um, in, in coinciding with, with what you're telling them to do. Right. Mm -hmm. so I think that's, I think that's the, the best answer okay. that I can give you. Is so goes the leader, so goes the team. So that, whatever that person, whoever is in the leadership position, please make sure that you're taking advantage of your benefits as well. When I say take advantage, I don't mean that in a negative way. What I mean is you earn them, you've deserved them, spoil yourself or your family or both. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I give love your that. very best when you're at work. I really like that a lot. And, and I, I was looking at your website and um, this, this particular sentence uh, on what you do really struck me. And you help people to dig for pearls of wisdom that, you, that they already possess. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. Can, you, can you speak to that, please? Sure. Sure. I see the older I get and the, the, the more I uh, continue to coach successful people, it's amazing to me what they're really capable of. Mm. And I was told a long time ago by one of my great mentors, Jack Kinder, he had shared with me that, you know, coaching is so critical. It's so important. Why do all the top performers have coaches? It's simple they recognize they'll never be able to go as far as they're capable without a good coach. Absolutely. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So at, at times people will be for whatever reason, it could be political. It could be um, jealousy. It could be a lot of reasons. Folks will put caps on individuals. <laughs> Only let them go so high. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. And then you, be, you as that person start to believe, boy, that's, I've, I've peaked. That's right. That's the best I can do. Uh -huh. What I try to help them see is, you know what? There is no cap. I love that. We are capable. We are capable yes. of accomplishing anything. Definitely. You know, I hear so many people too that, just one last comment on this, this question, Dr. D, is this. What about when people lose a career, right? They, they, they are let go for whatever reason. All right, downsizing, right sizing. They might have made a mistake. Life's not over. Your career's not over. This is America. That's right. If we can go rebuild ourselves, rebrand ourselves. Mm -hmm. We can reinvent ourselves in any situation. Yes. I don't care what it is. You just got to have the heart. Uh huh. And you got to have the leader. You know, someone to help you along the way. Yes. To get those pearls. I love that. I love that. And, 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 and to, to kind of hark back to what we're saying about the vacations. And, and so, it, you know, there's, I, I find I've seen people who just work, 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 don't take any vacation. And the next second they lose their job. So, so, um, I mean, so if, so if, for example, you lose a, you, you lose a job and you're used to, you're so used to going to this job every day and not taking that time for yourself, as we were talking about, then you're really, really left at a loss because that's the only thing that you've been focusing on the whole time. But if, right. you have, if you have that balance where you know you're going out with your family, you're going on vacation, you're doing what you gotta do, then if you suffer that kind of loss, then it's, it, I don't think it's devastating, of course, but I don't think it would be as devastating because it's not your entire world that you've created for yourself that, you, that you've been completely enmeshed in 100% of the time. Yes, uh, I agree 100%. Here's another thing too. Those folks, that don't take advantage of the two week vacation they might have or the four week vacation they might have, the floating holiday they might be able to use strategically throughout the year. Mm -hmm. 
what they don't realize, and it's back to that comment you read off my website, mm -hmm. what they don't realize is they're really not performing at, the, at their peak. Mm -hmm. They're really exhausted. Yes. They just don't realize it because they're in such a rut. Yes. And I'm going to use the word paranoid. They're a little paranoid that if they don't show up, someone's going to take their spot. That's right. Or someone's going to be jacking for that one position that's available uh -huh. and they're going to lose out. See, you know what? I believe, I take the philosophy that it's important to go have fun with your family. You mm -hmm. enjoy it. Then you look forward to the next time. So you go back into the game. You give 100%. I'd say 110, but that's not possible. You give 100%. You're very, very best. Yes. You're very, very best. And you, and you set goals on, and you plan with your family and when you're going to take your next strategic vacation. Uh -huh. So now you have that to look forward to. You know what happens? You perform better than those that never take time away. That's right. I, I recognize Dr. D. You know that. That's mm -hmm. how we get recognized. And now you enjoy life. That's right. And I love that. And again, that goes back to how you describe yourself in the beginning. You said, you said, you said you're a husband, then a father, and then your profession. Yes. And so, and so, whereas so maybe some others would describe themselves as their profession first, and then maybe put second or third down the line, um, you know, the, the, the family aspect. So it's, it's, your, it's what you prioritize, obviously. Yes. I love that. I really, really love that. Thank so you, you mentioned, um, you talked about Mr. Kinder in our original conversation, you mentioned Mr. Kinder, but you also mentioned another uh, person who was influential, Mr. Ferguson. Yes. Can you share that 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 situation? Because I I think um you know this is this is uh it, this this show focuses on diversity. It focuses on business, and I really think that example that you what that you endured um would be amazing for people to learn and understand from, and it's a great lesson. Yeah, and and it's one that I learned luckily on day one mm -hmm. uh, in my early years with my first real career at Prudential Financial, and that lesson has helped me be who I am today. Mm -hmm. And I thank all the parties that I'm about to describe, because without any of the actors in this, <laughs> I wouldn't be who I am. Absolutely. I, it was an opportunity. There you go. So, there you go. So I'll, here we go. Uh, you know, it's day one. I'm just a young guy, 24 years old, uh, very excited about my new career. Uh, here I go walking into the building. And when I walked in, there was a marquee sign. And the marquee sign said, welcome to our team, Brett Davenport. Mm. And I was like, wow. Yeah, as a young person, obviously I was a little nervous, um, but I saw that and it just made me inside, I was glowing, mm -hmm. right? I'm like, wow, I'm going here and they're recognizing that I feel wonderful. So then not only did I, so I walk in, then Mr. Ferguson comes out of his great big office. You know, he's the leader of the team. Uh -huh. He comes out, extends his hand to me, says, welcome to the team, Brett. We're excited to have you, shakes my hand. And then he looks, you know, he, he turns the corner and he looks out to all these folks and here's all these people. And he goes, you know what? They're going to be your VIPs. Mm -hmm. I said, my VIPs. He says, oh yeah, those people right there, those folks are going to process all your new business. They're going to help you with customer service. They're going to process your premiums. They're going to do it all. Mm -hmm. They're very important people. Mm -hmm. and he introduces me. Now, I've seen him before, but he introduces me formally as now I'm wearing the jersey. And they all get up. They welcome me. They clap. And boy, I am feeling so good. And I don't even think I've taken five steps. You know, so it's fantastic. Yeah. So then he says, okay, walk with me, Brett. So he puts his arm around my shoulder. And we go walking down the hall. And he, and he, and he walks into this training room. He says, you know, 
this is where we're going to teach you how to be wildly successful mm. with our company. Mm-hmm. We're going to teach you how to help people. We're going to teach you how to solve for needs that folks have, not only for today, but long into the future. Mm-hmm. We're going to role play here. We're going to teach you all the proper language. You're going to watch yourself on film. We're going to critique you. We're going to make you the best you. So, oh, I'm ready, Mr. Ferguson. That sounds fantastic. All right? <laughs> so I'm, I'm ready to jump. You know, I just got done playing somebody for football. And I'm ready to jump out of my skin. So he walks me over to this wall. And here it is. All these plaques. And he says, Brett, this is the wall of fame. You see, this is the, where the best of the best reside. Mm-hmm. I said, wow, Mr. Ferguson, that's fantastic. And I want to see my name there. And he says, but I want to I focus on one plaque. You see this one right here? <laughs> yeah. He goes, that's the rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. You see, you get one shot at that, Brett. One shot. Sure. So I could see your name right there, Brett Davenport, rookie of the year, 1988. I said, ooh. So see, he was already painting that vision for me, mm-hmm. right? So then he walks me down to my cubicle. And I, excuse me, I'm a cubicle. It was a bullpen at that time. Uh-huh. Uh, this is way back when, 1988, and you know there was people smoking in there, and oh wow, it was a different environment than anybody today would realize. Uh-huh. But he sits me down, he gives me a bunch of papers, and he says, "Okay, we need to do some admin work here before we get started, before mm-hmm. we make calls, before you learn. So I need you to fill this out for your health benefits and and your retirement and so forth." He says, "I'll be back in about an hour to check on you. If you need me, though, you come on down and see me. Don't hesitate." Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you very much, Mr. Ferguson. So he no sooner walks down the hallway and around the corner. I mean, literally, his, probably his coattails were still visible. <laughs> uh-huh. And here comes these three gentlemen. And they came right up to my desk, surrounded me, and said, hey, I would like to talk to you. I said, okay, what do you want to talk about? Oh, we don't want to talk here. We're, we're going to go outside. I said, all right. So they walked me out the back door, Dr. D, mm. into the parking lot. They get around me. I mean, we are so tight. It's like we're in a huddle for football. Wow. Right? They're around. Strong. They said, hey, we just want you to know that we're the union. And we're here to protect you. And I said, I'm huh. looking at three gentlemen. These are all older gentlemen, by the way. Nobody's young. And I'm looking at them. And they said, we're, we're here to protect you. I said, protect me from what? Mm-hmm. Some from what? Sorry. They said from management. Okay. We're here to protect you from management. I said, management? Why are you going to protect me from management? Well, let me tell you why. I'm glad you asked. They're going to ask you to have 15 appointments every week. Mm-hmm. They're going to ask you to work nights. They're going to ask you to work on Saturdays. They're going to have rah-rah meetings on Friday at 10 o'clock where they give out awards and they talk about the best salespeople. And, you know, just so you know, if that lasts more than X period of time, you don't have to stay. You can get up and leave. And I said, Oh, okay. So they go, here's an application. They give it to me with a pen. Here's an application. We just need you to fill it out like everybody else does. And we'll just take $10 out of your paycheck each week. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I looked at these three guys, my blood, I had just left Mr. Ferguson where I was 
flying higher in a kite with enthusiasm and excitement. And now I'm looking at these guys and my blood pressure is off the charts. Yes. I can't believe what I'm witnessing. Mm -hmm. I took that application from them. I ripped it up into as small a pieces as I could while I'm looking at each one of them in the eye and I throw it in the air like confetti. <laughs> and I said, you three, don't you ever talk to me again. Wow. And I walked back inside, sat down and finished what Mr. Ferguson had asked me to do. Mm -hmm. Now. I love that. Now, are there some lessons learned in that short story? There's a ton of them. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. First, first and foremost, the rest of my career, I always had a marquee sign. Nice. I always, if I had guests coming into my agency, to my office, to our company, they always had their name on that board. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. And I had lots of people comment on it. Uh huh. I had Mr. Ferguson take me around and show me and paint my future for me on day one. Yes. Where I was just so excited. He, he focused me not on the wall of fame. That was first. But then he zeroed me in on what I needed to really focus on. Yes. Because all that other stuff I'd get to at some point in my career. Yeah. And helped you visualize where you, will you be going and what was, right. what was, what was, what was possible. Mm -hmm. What was possible. And yes. let's start here. Let's get this first and then we'll build. Let's yes. not get ahead of ourselves. Mm -hmm. is, he, he sat me down, made me feel comfortable, and we took care of first things first. Then probably the greatest lesson that ever happened in my life occurred. Those three guys attacked me. I don't oh, say attacked, but they, they came right at me. Mm -hmm. that next probably seven minutes, that's how fast it was. Uh-huh gave me the greatest lesson for the rest of my life. I learned there's only two types of people in the world. There you go. People that are part of the problem and people that are part of the solution. That's right. And, and Dr. D, I, whenever I tell this story, I want to make sure I have a disclaimer because that is not a slam on unions. So yeah. when I told you that story, that is not uh -huh. a slam on unions. Unions have a place in our society. They're important and they protect Some the Some unions body. are very good. Yes. They're very good. Yeah. They're very good. But in this scenario. That's right there was no need for that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I just want to make sure I always say that disclaimer because, but the lesson learned, see those people, when I, you and I chatted earlier about giving your very best uh -huh. when you're at work, yes. see, they never did that. They well, took clearly. advantage of, they took advantage of every situation. They were out of balance because they took all this time off that they didn't deserve uh -huh. and with very little. Yes. And you know what was interesting? I'll just sum it up with this, Dr. D. Every single new person that was brought into the agency, I saw Mr. Ferguson do the exact same thing with them. Mm, I he, love that. He did the exact same. He gave every person that came in the mm. exact same opportunity that they gave me. See, that's, that's leadership. Absolutely. That's a, that's a great leader. Uh, and because, you know what else, Dr. D? What's that? Those same three people took everybody else in the parking lot too. Did they really? The shame was... Many of them signed up ink to paper. Mm. Guess what? Mm -hmm. Very few, if any of them, ever lasted in the agency. Of, of, of course not. Of course so, not. That's my story. I, I, I love that. And, and, and a, a lesson that, um, that I got from hearing that as well is following your gut. And, and, and so here you, you have an example of how management has treated you. You have a physical example of how, how, how Mr. Ferguson was as a manager and how, you, how he made you feel. And yet there's three people here telling you to basically function out of fear and be fearful of this person who 
to basically deny the experience you had, Mr. Ferguson. And so I love the fact that you just followed your gut. You didn't succumb to that kind of pressure. There was three people around you and you're new. And, and I think it's, it's instructive for people because, you know, we, you and I both seen, I mean, being in the workplace, that sometimes, you know, first of all, I don't believe in cliques at all, regardless. But people go into the workplace and they align themselves with the wrong people and they get into all these little, you know, kind of side conversations, but, but behind management, it gets all messy, it gets disgusting. And it's, it's like, just go in and do your job. And, and, and you and I are both athletes, we both coach. So, and, and one thing that, that, that I know we have in common that I found frustrating as, 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 an, employee, as, an, as, a, as a, an employee working in groups in particular is that that very person, like for example, the, the people you talk about with the unions, you work until the job is done. Right. You don't work until, oh, it's five o'clock, I have to go home now. <laughs> that is so frustrating. Yes. And how do you get, how do you better yourself? How do you improve if you are keeping those parameters, those, those short boundaries around what is accomplished in any, any given time? You, you do it until the work is done. Amen. 100%. So, sorry, I just, I got in my soapbox there a little no, bit. No, no, but you're 100% <laughs> correct. And, and um, I, I can't add anything to that because you said it so well. Mm. It's, it's so true. Um, the other thing, though, that's, that's, that I found interesting as I look back, all those folks that became part of that association, they were underperformers. Mm -hmm. They were unhappy. Of course. Ooh. They didn't do anything to better themselves, like take courses, mm -hmm. find a mentor, mm -hmm. um, get designations, maybe go back to college at nights. See, they didn't do any of that stuff. Yes. They were only interested in having somebody sign on the bottom line so they could make their organization that much bigger, mm -hmm. but they didn't really care about that person. Clearly. The one thing I don't want our listeners to miss is this. Did you notice with Mr. Ferguson, who exemplifies great leadership, he would always call me by name. Uh-huh. Did you notice those other three people, all they did was say, hey, we want to see you. Mm -hmm. They never mentioned me. They didn't even know my name. They weren't interested in meeting me. Yes. I was just a pawn in their chess game. That's right. That's right. See, that's, so many people miss that. They really do. Okay. You need to be courageous. You need to be a leader. Mm -hmm. You don't have to follow the crowd. All right. Um, and here's one phrase that I really love. Um, first, we, we make our choices. First, we make our choices. Then our choices make us. Mm. So if I chose to sign there, I, I'm, listen, I'm a realist. I would never have had a 17-year career with Prudential. Wow. I would never have exceed, never been successful in the life insurance business. Mm -hmm. There's no way. Because of one time signing my name. So first we make our choices, then our choices make us. I love that. I, I absolutely, well said. I love Thank that a lot. I love that a lot. And so, and that, and that ties into something else that I saw um, through our conversation. When you say, study the past, live the moment, plan the future. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, I think it ties into our goal setting process, right? Mm -hmm. So here we are studying the past. You and I are chatting about a story that was very impactful 
day one of my career with Prudential, my mm -hmm. very first real job. Mm -hmm. um, we need to study the lessons we learned from that. Mm -hmm. You and I just touched on a few of them here. But I think if our listeners were to look back in their past and really look back for the right reason. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking back to find out what I missed, the opportunities that were there that if I see them again, I'm going to pounce on them mm -hmm. for whatever reason I didn't then. So I don't want to dwell there, but I think it's important that we recognize so much that's happened in the past is who we are today. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Um, as we, as we, as we think about living the moment, mm -hmm. that's really what we've been talking about this whole, this whole show. Yes. It's about setting proper goals. Mm -hmm. It's about making sure that we try to have the best balance we can have in our life at work and at home, mm -hmm. personal and professional. That does not mean that it's 50-50 because it rarely, if ever, will be. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Never. Yes. Right? So I think sometimes people think work-life balance, well, it should be equal. No, it's never equal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But are we taking advantage of the time we can or should to have the personal side be successful? That's mm -hmm. about living the moment. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's make every day count. Let's, be our, let's, let's make sure today is the best day we can have because if we don't, tomorrow may never come. Yes. So what do I mean by that? When I see my wife, I can't wait to give her a big hug and kiss. Aww. Tell her I love her, right? Because I don't know if that's going to be the last time I get a chance to do that. I hear you. When I see my kids, I always want to share something with them. I mm -hmm. want to learn what went on today. What went on yesterday? What are they planning on doing tomorrow? Tell me more about her. I want to be instrumental in their life forever. And then I when that. I take my folks, we take a look at today. What have we done the last 30 days? that has made us who we are this moment. Mm -hmm. And how are we trying to make our people better? And then planning the future. Planning the future is about setting short-term goals for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not a person that's, you know, I was taught this by my mentors. It's not something I created. That let's take a look out into the future no further than 52 weeks mm -hmm. when we're setting goals. We're not going to go out any further than that. Okay. Because we really can't control what we're going to do today it's too hard to show the impact five years out, 10 years out. Very true. Mm -hmm. We need to focus on short-term goals. Yes. What are we going to do in the next 30, 60, 90 days? What are we going to accomplish in the next 52 weeks? Mm -hmm. If we do that, mm -hmm. we'll get done in three years what most people take five or six. I, I completely, yes, absolutely. So that's what that means to me. And then if you see in the silhouette, it's a pound sign one. Uh huh. If you notice that. Yes. Because everything about me is about being number one. I hear you. It's All right. It's on your signature too on your emails. I saw that. And when I teach my, <laughs> no, it's funny. That's, you have you you have to live it to be. You have to live it. Yes. You have to live it. And you know what being number one means? It, it could just be being my best number one of myself. That's right. And it's not arrogance. It's not arrogance. No. It's not at all. It's a goal. It's a personal it's, goal. It is. And I, I, I share this. I have this little phrase I like, and it's called expect to win. Mm. And, <laughs> and it's, just a, it's just a mindset, but it's expect to win. And what I share with my coaching members is, you know what? Those three words, expect to win, mean different things to everybody. Yes. So expecting to win could mean, you know what? I'm, I'm 50 and I want to get my PhD. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That could be expecting to win. 
Mm -hmm. It could be that I'm competing in an event this, this week uh, and it's a triathlon and I really want to be best in my class. That could be expecting to win. So it just goes on and on. Yes. Or maybe it's that. about being a great husband or, or a great wife. Mm -hmm. That's expecting to win. I love that. And, and can I just go back for a second uh, in terms of the, the Ferguson scenario? Because I think it's, just, it's, it, it's so awesome. What would you or how would you advise the person who chose to go with the three, the union people? and dismissed Mr. Mr. Ferguson. And, and, and they're, they're thinking back on, they're reflecting back on what they did in the past and they have regrets and they, they say, oh, I did the wrong thing and how am I gonna recover from that? How would you come in and support, um, inspire, help somebody to get out of those depths who, are, who, who basically beat themselves up saying I made the wrong decision at the time? What would you say to them? Yeah, and I would say, Dr. D, listen, um, if we were all honest with ourselves as we look back, mm -hmm. We all made choices that probably we, we would make differently today. Sure. But that's made us who we are. Mm -hmm. So don't be ashamed of yourself for that. Yes, maybe, maybe that moment you, you exited the life insurance industry. Or maybe you didn't quite perform. Maybe you never got on the wall of fame. Maybe you weren't rookie of the year. Maybe you lasted six months with Prudential and you decided to go to some other insurance company, you recognized your mistake, and you didn't make the same one twice, and you ended up having a great career. Mm -hmm. So there's, nothing's fatal, I guess is what I would say to them. Nothing's fatal, and, right. and we've all made those mistakes. It's about what you do with them. Yes. So what, what did you do after uh, you recognized that? Would, maybe there's listeners on this call right now that are just gonna take a peek back 30 years mm -hmm. after, this, after this show and say, wow, you know what? As I reflect back, hmm, like Coach Davenport said, I did have a decision like that. Hmm. And maybe I did put ink to paper. You know what I say to you? Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Guess what? You just learned something today about yourself. Great job. Now, now, let's look at the things you did after that. Well, I changed industries, okay? So we just go down that path and we try to take the brighter side of it because there always is a bright side. Mm -hmm. That's what mistakes are about. Yes. And you know what? I have made more mistakes than any of your listeners, I guarantee it on this show right now. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. And I know I'm gonna make more in the future. And you know what? I hope I do. It's okay, yes. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I'm, I'm good with myself if I don't always do, if I, I am not perfect, I'm a long ways from it. Long and perfection ways. is a fallacy anyway. So, that, that's so, a, that's so a, I think a, that's the advice. And I know, Dr. D, our show, you know, we don't have a long time today, but that would be a topic of further discussion about, mm -hmm. okay, how do we go about that if, if we did make that decision with those three folks or whatever your equivalent decision was? Yes. yes. How do you overcome that? Well, I'm going to have you back on to talk about that. Let's do that. Let's schedule that. I'd love to have you come back on and discuss that. I would love it. Okay, that's awesome. So, okay. so can you, for our listeners, can you tell them you're so inspiring, you're so authentic, you're so awesome. Can you share your business where people can find you? Because I'm sure you're going to get a lot of calls and a lot of business, I hope, because you are the real deal. Well, I appreciate that, Dr. D. Thank you very, very much. And, and I, that goes for you, too. Uh, you are the real deal. Thank and you. you uh, yeah, you know, I don't know if 
the listeners on this show um, know about your past and your history, but if they don't, they should research it because you yourself are a great story, a huge success story. Um, you're a great mom and a great wife. So um, I have enjoyed every minute of this and I look forward to the future. So how can they find Coach Davenport? Well, you can go on the web and you can go to www.coachdavenport.com. You'll see my website there. You can look underneath Brett Davenport. That's with two T's, Brett Davenport on LinkedIn. And uh, you can see a lot of uh, recommendations of my previous clients that have uh, put awesome things on there that I still appreciate. And then, um, <laughs> I said the truth. The truth, yes, it's very, very good. And then, and then you can uh, give me a call if you want. You can always leave a message at 888-5-YES-YOU-CAN. And that's Y-E-S, the letter U-C-A-N. That's how you can best get a hold of me. Wonderful. Well, I so appreciate you sharing your time today uh, to come on the show today and share your vision, your opinions, uh, your passions. I'm sure we have learned, I've learned from you, so I'm sure everyone else has learned from you as well. So thanks again, Brett, for coming on today. Thanks, Dr. D. I appreciate it. All the best. Uh, all the best to you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.